Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. I'm Swizz. And Swizz just got bumped up one in the ranks. Chris isn't here yet. He's busy on baby duties. However, he should come into this podcast like a surprise guest, pretty much like what we told him. He has been in previous weeks, how he's the special guest, and it's the BNS show, the Ben and Swizz one-two punch combo. It's absolute anarchy. Before we move on, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all the audio platforms as well, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on YouTube, such us like Supercoach Insider. Please do like, subscribe, continue on that support as well. Speaking of support, the injury list is healthy, ladies and gentlemen. And coaches are flowing on a plenty, which we'll get Swizz on to in just a moment. But <laughs> premiums are falling. You've got Kelly, the jelly master, down. Clary got a hamstring strain, possibly some Charlie issues as well. And um, notice I said premium Swizz. Holmes is not part of that fucking list. Well, we, you we should be ashamed why, of yourself. It's been carrying an injury. Carrying an injury? He's been carrying yeah. a 55 average since you That's floated right, his boat. Because he's been injured. Like, what about the transparency coming out July? Oh, yeah, he's been carrying an injury. Hey. We're going to take him out now. Uh, we have been very, very transparent on yeah. how bad your call was. So there's no way coming back from <laughs> it, that. It sounds like Gold Coast with Tuke Miller. Have we even got any news update about that? There's no. Like, is is Tuke even in the country? Right, is it? In Bali at the moment, Took, um, getting a nice tan and uh, enjoying the lovely weather. They call it climate migration is where you move somewhere for the lovely, lovely weather. But um, look, Swiss, I'm just happy people didn't ghost us like the um, the Casper recommendation because your recommendation was so bad. It was so transparent. It was horrible. Holmes is absolutely a dud. And how many times did you get tagged, Swiss? How many times on Twitter? <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time, mate. How many times did you get tagged about homes today? Uh, yeah, there's a few, mate. There's a few. Right. The, well, uh, with all the other information and all the other news going on, I, I actually haven't been paying too much attention to that. I was just looking actually at John's injury list. That's really yeah. Cool. And is the Gold Coast here Suns, we yeah. were thinking it would be a nice, easy, casual week. It's the week before the buys. You don't do anything. Maybe bank a little bit of cash, get your little nest together, get it ready to launch an assault during the buy rounds, and then we get met with anarchy. And I know people that are still holding on to Setterfield thinking, oh, I can't trade him last week. He's not dropping cash. I'll do it this week. Next minute, Josh Kelly down, Clary down. Ridiculous. To go with the people who had Parrish. And then the DPP conundrum. I'm going in thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. I've got Gorn. He was up to, I think, 38% forward time. I was like, yeah, ha. Next minute, he's 35 flat. And I was like, what's going on? Now he's at risk of not getting DPP, Swizz. And the biggest one, Walshy boy, was at 40%. 40%. I pretty I've much sold was, I was so people, many people into Walsh. Oh, bring him in. He's 40%. Bring him in. And then plays pretty much pure CBA or at least midfield, should I say. And it's dropped down to like 35 flat. I've heard of a few people even toying with it was 34, maybe a fringe. Yeah, I think it's actually is 34. It's slightly, it's like oh. 34 point, point something. So they rounded it up on it has code to be sports. 35. So they have to round it down. It's not like the, you know, 34.7 and they have, they round oh, it up. Oh, yeah, I know. There's, code it's sports, actually got to get it. Yeah, it's got to be reckon, 35%. I'm going to check my screenshots because Code Sports, I reckon, they better not have sold me a lemon here. 
And so McRae, 60% mid, 40% forward. That one, I don't see changing at all. He's played a lot more games. Whereas mm. Walsh, because he was injured, Walsh is the big, big situation here. No, you're right, Sam Walsh, 34% forward, 1% defense. That 1%, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about the one percenters. That 1% is screwing us right now. Walsh, 1% defense. I, I can understand Carlton being so bad. Hewitt's not there. He's playing sub, so throw Walsh in defense. But it is now an actual situation where you can't go early on these guys. So even for Clary, I wouldn't recommend anyone outside of maybe McRae as far as those possible DPP options. Swizz? Yeah, it's it's, it's too risky. It's been brutal. Like, and the thing that killed Walsh was they made Hewitt sub. So all of a sudden, there's a guy that's been playing pure midfield. We, like, Who would have saw that coming? Well, we did, kind of did with the teams. But like two weeks ago, there's no way they're dropping Hewitt to make him the sub. And all of a sudden, it's like, we're going to just, against Collingwood too. You've got one, and we know how much Chris and I rate Hewitt. Like, he's a great footballer. And like, okay, we're dropping you to make you sub. Walsh, you're back in the midfield. And Walsh only played, he only had 14 CBAs as well. But instead of having him half forward, moving up like he used to, it's like, we're going to put you on like the wing this week when you're not in the center bounce. And you can come from that pipe position. Like, what the hell just happened? Imagine so, draft leagues picking up Hewitt at a one twelve average. Like me. Oh, you got him? Oh, uh, man. Hewitt, Hewitt and Will Brody were like, oh, well, that's like third, fourth round or fourth and fifth in some of it's gold. Like, great. And it has killed my drafts. All the year. people getting in Will Brody in their draft league as well. Or they were talking about, me. oh, standard Will Brody. Yeah, but look at his time on ground. If he improves his time on ground, I was like, he's horrible. Do not go there. Next minute, not even best 22. This there, season there, is a roller coaster. Do you, do you know there's one team I think I've got, and, I, and I, I think my four of my first five rounds were Mills, Brayshaw, Hewitt, and Brody. And, like, I'm sitting there going, five rounds in, what a great midfield. I'm averaging 110 down to my fourth midfielder, and I don't think I've got a, a Brayshaw. Brayshaw's hanging on by a thread. Now you are peanuts. All right, so the structure for today is pretty much we're going to go through the Clary options there. Uh, also, if you do have Josh Kelly, so they kind of tie them into that sort of scenario as well. Also looking at the cash cows, is it too late to bring in a Humphrey, et cetera, et cetera. And looking at the forward uh, situation, is it forward versus Holden? Uh, maybe if he's good enough, you might be able to actually get a Holden on that one. But Swizz, I do want to get your opinion first. Now, I'm not going to dive onto if everyone's on the Twitter or if you're not on Twitter, find us, SC Insider 100 on Twitter. I'm not going to talk about obviously what I put out last night. Chris was a little bit more passionate than I was as far as his feelings there. But um, look, it's all, the dust has settled. Dimmer has called time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, thank you to the Centre Bounce Boys who reached out and a couple other people were trying to get me on to different stuff, but the Centre Bounce Boys are good friends of ours, so did have a long spill on them. So thank them for them to let me uh, have my sp- you know, initial thoughts on it. Well, uh, to be fair, like, the Santa Bounce boys, they're still fairly, they're fresh. They're great lads. Uh, occasionally, if they butcher it up, they can always just throw the ball up, which is the yeah. best thing about Santa Bounce. If you butcher it the first time, just, all right, go on. I hate, you know, Grundy, hey, boys, wits, we're balling that ball up. We're throwing it up. Yes. On that too, we talked about um, They're not tosses, night. Yeah, but they can no, throw it up. We talked about last night, uh, I think Essendon North, we might be trying to organize between the two podcasts, uh, myself and those boys. Um, either at the Essendon North game or even beforehand, maybe a lunch near the Marvel. Um, so look out for some details on our pod for that too. If um, anyone's free and wants to actually meet me or, you know, Big Joe and, well, actually I should say Big Beard and, and Medium Beard. 
Um, but yeah, Dimmer, you know, it's it's sad. I, like I'm wrapped three premierships. I, I, I don't begrudge him at all. Um, I, I've been getting into a lot of Essendon supporters saying, well, there was no way he could go on after a loss to your, your team and that. What a, you know, it's not like it was North or, or West Coast, you know, Essendon. How embarrassing. You know, there's no, um, but yeah, it was attention at home this week, Swiss. Because for those who don't well, know, I mean, your wife goes for she's Essendon. got her Essendon top on, and I nearly thought she was going to come on the pod. Oh, I was uh, going to say, was, is she home I was today? Kinda wor- um, I was kind of worried about it because usually Monday nights we pod, we pod, and so she's not home, but it's Tuesday tonight, so she uh, is home. Yes, yeah, she's very much home. Well, <laughs> feel free to shout out. I mean, she could almost rip that Richmond um, poster oh, off the wall. She has her top on, and she is absolutely loving life at the moment she's put the replay on yeah it hasn't been good but yeah for dimmer yeah what do you do been... when she puts a replay on just go to another room or well, like or, or, or you just go hold hold a minute here i'm just going to play every single final series where we've won matches and and you haven't won a final series in how many years is it how, how many, how many? <laughs> yeah, that's come right. again come again thousand days or something um she yeah she she'd actually been singing over the weekend she's part of a choir in melbourne so they were out singing and saturday night so she got home just as the they were going in to sing the song and she's walked in and the tv's already off and i was already storming in the bedroom i wasn't it's it actually missed this one of the first dream times i missed i was a little crook and i was out um during the day for a little while so i was like oh, you know what i'm not going to go sit in the rain and thank god i wasn't there because yeah, at Richmond Essendon games, I get a little carried away at, sometimes at the supporters. So, but yeah, back onto the dimmer thing, mate. You know, it's there's the two parts to it. So the the dimmer part, like I understand if he's cooked and wants a fresh start, uh, and that I can understand that because it just sort of drags on, and it's probably no good for for anyone. Um, as I talked about last night, it's now what happens and what this means from Richmond from a footy perspective and a super coach perspective. So does McWalter come in and because of it's a fresh sort of voice, uh, do Richmond sort of kick into gear and, and they try to get towards finals or is it a case where they go, okay, they reset come by time, they're not going to make it. And even though they've already sold their draft pick this year to GWS, um, do they still try to put games into other players? And, and we've talked about preseason, like your Steely Greens um, that we've picked up in the um, you know, or Judson Clark here. Play him after I trade him back yeah. out of my tight yeah, bus. That's right. Um, does that mean Samson Ryan and Nank sort of do a like he gets more of a role in there and they split the ruck time more? Is it the end of Cochin? Um, you know, I don't think it's Grimes, but Jack Rewalt, these sort of players. How does that all formulate? And it's hard to know because McWalter's like he could become the long term coach. So is he coaching also to try to put um, his resume? Uh, yep. Yeah, his resume up. Or is he coaching for the good of the club and the long-term view for it, for a coach that we don't even know who could be taking over? So there's a lot of questions to be asked. Um, nothing changes in regards, I think, Taranto and Hopper. Like, they've gone all in on them, long-term options. I still think they, they're very good players. We've seen how good Taranto's been this year. But it's just what happens around the fringes and the rest of the, the lineup. And, yeah, so I think from a super coach perspective, it'll be very interesting, especially um, the mid-season draft. Uh, so I think Richmond, def- I'm pretty sure they've got a spot there. So do they target someone where it's a kid that they look like bringing in? And is that another 102K guy that we could be potentially looking at? And this, even though this period of time, you know, it's around that buy period and we're trying to look up, upgrade our t- teams, a lot of it is one up, one down. So potentially there's Richmond players there that will get an opportunity to look at. So um, 
unless it goes the other way and then if you and you know they win this week against port and then they happen to win the week after and things completely change but i don't think that's the case benny yeah it's an interesting scenario because they almost get a bit of a free hit to see what their list is capable of so that way it's like okay well Obviously, this year hasn't worked out. New coach, so there might be you know, new philosophy, et cetera. But let's get a good look before the end of the year and you almost get a free hit because if it doesn't fall, you know, if it does fall through, should I say, it's like, okay, well, we obviously we've lost our coach, so a little bit of stuff here. I almost feel sorry because I think it was Grimes. Uh, could have been him talking as well, saying with uh, Nate Curvis being like, hey, well, you know, obviously we're going to you know mourn him today and, and we show respect for him today. But also as soon as we leave here, we've got a game this weekend. So you kind of have to turn around pretty quickly uh, for that and the last thing I have, Swiss, before we actually go into content is how many one-point losses have you been to? Because last year... Time, actually, you know what? Aaron, I, it, well, it, it's, it's probably easy to go like under a goal because you don't actually know like probably the one, actually one point. But under the goal is always heartbreaking as it is. Yes, I was at the Suns after the siren. I think I was at all, the, both David Mundy ones for Frio. Um, and, oh, you know, yeah. I missed the one that... I missed the one we won like going back seven years ago. Um, when Sam Lloyd kicked the goal after the siren because I got married the day before, so um, I, I wasn't going to wiggle my way. Yeah, to, that was a big kick, Lloyd, too. That was about um, 45 hours, and it was like 50 uh, yeah, metres on, even on asked an angle. the other half. I'm like, can I go? And she's like, we literally got married the day before. It's like, that's not happening. Um, you just got to put down the bed work first, yeah. mate, then, you know. Um, it actually is a funny footy story, actually, about that, but we'll um, – Yes, yeah, so I have. I've seen a few. Even going back, like I think uh, I've been to quite a few draws, and I and I'm sure I could work out. There's some games in the 2000s there where I, I know I think the Swans got us a couple times late. North Melbourne's got us a couple times late. It's just yeah, it's brutal. Even maybe the Lions. So yeah, no, the it's absolutely brutal watching. And I know we've been really poor the last um, 12 matches that we've had under a goal. Oh. Look at this boy. Hey, I was just showing everyone the, I'm going to, I cracked this open yesterday. It's a Talisker, Chris, and it's the aged 11 years cask strength, which is absolutely delicious. Is this, is this the scotch that you had that the, uh, the night that you got drunk a couple of days ago, I was watching your team. No. Oh yeah, man. Like it's, no, that was the, meanwhile. Thanks for the invite, by the way. That was really nice of you. Guy from work, excuse me, last time you went to the footy, you nah, were- I remember you talking about all these, these mates that you have and not hanging out with me. And <laughs> yeah, oh, I get it. It's like, yeah, I have all these mates and then you see me in a bar sitting by myself. <laughs> um, uh, so, Ben, to quickly finish my my thing. Yeah, oh, no, so your story's you, now done. Chris is Yeah, here. no, I was going to just say, off. yeah, Chris can get in in a second. Um, but just be watching the VFL form of, in particular, Jacob Brewer, Sam Banks, Steely Green, and maybe Kalen Brackty. Brackty. Um, so they're they're all the ones 123k and less that could potentially be getting games for Richmond now, if that's the way they go. So yeah, there could be some value on the way. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, these are little baby bottle 200 bills. Uh, so Chris, little side note there, and this has been a nice intro. We pretty much just spoke a whole bunch of smack waiting for you to get here, and Swizz cried for about 15 minutes talking about Dimmer. So um, <laughs> no, I was yeah. just talking about the uh, the potential of what direction we go, and if it's sort of blooding some more young players there could be downgrade options on the way that we need to be aware of. I only reminded him of our homes twice as well. Everyone everyone oh, in the community okay. did it six times for me today. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I am too cheap to go to a whiskey bar at Found Out because it's five times the price. Like something I could spend, if it's $10 for me at home and I've got a lot of whiskey at home, ladies and gentlemen, um, it's like $50 for a nip. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not paying $50 <laughs> for a nip of whiskey. Like I'll just buy a bottle. Thank you very much. And that's yeah. what I'm not I was just um, – 
a couple of mates that do podcasts over in America or that they do their wrestling podcasts. They just did their annual drunk um, podcast on that. So that surely that's going to be coming up during the buy period on that. Bro, that's that's and, always good fun. Uh, annual drunk. Don't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on a challenge, bro. I can't be doing oh, that shit. Yeah. So the, when does your challenge day? finish? When does your challenge finish? Uh, it was an eight-week one, and it started two weeks ago. Two weeks okay, today, so, six, so, six so we're weeks. talking six weeks' yeah. time. It's called yeah. the um, the, the podcast on before. after the buy period. Goodbye after for the, the buys. buys when the if the pies are still number one, then we'll talk about it. All right, we'll talk drunk, <laughs> drunk cast. Yeah, or oh, it's not the drunk podcast. It's the day before Chris's fitness challenge podcast, or not the yeah. weekend of the first weekend of his challenge because he's at the races getting pissed, getting spotted by the public. Yeah, it's been, a rough, it's been a rough week, um, guys. We've had the Lakers eliminated today in a clean sweep we, in the Western Conference Finals. I don't Conference care about finals. the Lakers. Yeah, about this. We've had, we've had Liverpool, Liverpool had unlikely City to make. Week. Yeah, well, no one cares about City. Liverpool uh, unlikely to make the top four. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's all right because the, the Bronx are tied for first and uh, and the Pies are first as well. So, you know, oh. 50%. Can't win everything, mate. Can't win everything. 50% time. All right, all right. So let's go into rookies first away. Um, so we don't talk over each other, you Muppets. Let's start doing the little finger magic, no. also known as Chris on a Friday night. Just let me go. With a bit of lube. Um, right, so uh, Humphreys. Now, Humphreys is one we have had questions about, and it's funny because almost conflicting because I was saying you surely can't bring in Humphreys for 285K, and then I'm pretty sure I've seen either of you boys saying, yeah, like go for that. So no, 285K, no. is he too late, Chris? Maybe you're the one that said, yeah, go Humphrey. Uh, look, I'm getting Humphrey, but um, it's – I, look, I think he can, but he's not really a downgrade. He's more of a sideways pretty much from any one of your rookies that you got. So I'm basically sidewaysing him from um, uh, from Green, uh, no, from no, Jinbi, right? So um, it's a cash play, but it's also a p- play to cover the buys. Jinbi has, I think, is it the what, – what buy do they have? Is it the 12 or 14? Um, the well, op- the, their opponents have the buy every week, Chris, yeah, well, that is, <laughs> is the, that is is the correct answer. Crash. Um, but Chris and I have been saying that for two years that they're trash. Genuinely. I just can't believe bloody Weddle made sixty two k this week, and I could have brought him in at one sixty. <laughs> yeah, so so with with Humphrey, like I was obviously big on him last week, um, and then he came out with that exact same role, and absolutely dominated again. You didn't um, get him, did you? Yeah. You look no, good live. I have, <laughs> I have a really really tune into the the weekly pod, guys, because I'll record it after this. It's an absolute shit show. I, you know how like I've I feel like I've had like a pretty decent run this year. I've had the the, the best you know run into the top thousand that I've had all year. Like you know I was ranked eight hundred, and then in one weekend I managed to completely capitulate my side and run into the ground. So yeah, it's going to be an absolute shit fire. But yeah, so, so I'm the I, highest ranked out of the three of us now, am I? Probably yeah. I'm I'm like sixteen hundred. I think yeah, so. yeah, 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 that's good. I'm five now. Um, anyway, so Humphrey. So yes, I, I, so Rolk was consistent. So the last three weeks we've had the same role, and he's gone sixty-four, what one sixteen and one hundred and one hundred flat, wasn't it? One hundred and one. Yeah. So. so look, what do we expect out of him? I probably expect from here in that role about an eighty average. I'm not expecting lights out, but you know, I do think that in that role he can continue to be good. They look for him. It's not like a lot of a lot of you know kids who come into these teams and have. Yeah, you know, half decent roles. A lot of the time, they're just overlooked. They they would pass the ball to Humphrey more than they will pass the ball into Raul. And I was like, "What is happening here?" He's got Ridiculous. good footy sense too. Well, like even the the movement he had. So sometimes they didn't even go to him, but the footy smarts on him when he pushed up and it came back through. And if then maybe someone marked it just outside fifty, 
Like he's doing all the things that you would expect. He's actually, you know, pushing off his opponent and then cutting back to the opposite side, trying to free himself up as an option. Like all of those stuff that you actually want your half forward flank, et cetera, to be doing. Swiss. The difference is this week he actually went up in positions but didn't lay a tackle. The previous two weeks he'd laid five tackles in each game. So, um, yeah, they're definitely looking for him more, but he's even got more improvement if he has the if he puts it all together and puts just can't the touch the line, Swiz. Can't yeah, touch well it. Well, that is the way you guys play. Your, your ball movement's awesome, but there's definitely um and this week playing up in Darwin, um, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. I know it's TIO, but they're both named after that. Um, there is a bit of more of a chance that the game will be a bit more contested, slippery game. So he's he's got the potential to lay more tackles and you know back that up and. He's projected scores 64 for a 50k um, increase, so very much could definitely go another 100. And if he does that, well, then you're looking at it could be 70k this week. So I get why people may be still thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is obviously the Bulldogs are a tough midfield to score against, but with his role, he's obviously playing a little bit more um, half forward that moves into the midfield. So he's getting around that. But uh, Bulldogs just lost... Who off the halfback line? They lost Johannesson. Jay. Johannesson. So, yep. So that's that's what's one that they've gone down. Yeah, maybe that means that Caleb Daniel goes to that halfback role that um, that uh, he's obviously familiar with. Um, who knows what they'll do? You know, Bevo with his magnets again. Yep. Um, but you know, he's a really big dude. So who what who does he draw in that role as a defender? I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's Bailey Dale. Um. In that sort of situation, that will drag Bailey Dale out of his distributor role. Do they really want to do that? Like, I'm not, I'm not entirely confident on who they play on him. Um, but he's probably going to dominate physically most matchups off that halfback line. So I, I actually don't mind him for scoring this week either. Um, Laird did get a hold of uh, the Dogs last week, but obviously they just kind of ran over the top and didn't really care how many possessions he got. So I suppose it's a little bit. A bit of a false pretense. Yeah. People but, are caring yeah. about Dawson now because of the damage he actually has. Yeah. With ball and so, look, what does he make over the three weeks or the three buy rounds that he's playing? Probably, I would say, close to 100 grand. Um, and he obviously plays those three tough rounds. So, this week, oh, sorry, the round 12, the round 14, round 15. And his job security is as set as you could be in that squad. Um, Atkins obviously has all the, all the same benefits. Um, there was another article that came out today saying Lucky Weller is still managing that knee. It doesn't look like it's actually coming good at all. Still under TBC. So that doesn't look like he's going to be coming back this week. It's literally going to be week to week for that. And I'm just so Atkins could be one that you want to jump on if you really wanted to. Personally, I I, I don't really need him. Like I, I I understand that now. But with Weddle scoring at 116, Seamus Mitchell seems to be going 75s to 85s every single week. Yeah, I don't really need like my D six. I actually have uh, I had I have Day in there this week, but I'm looking to transition out of that so that I can play more of these rookies on field because I'm getting some really decent scoring out of them. Um, Humphrey can play in your forward line or your midfield, so he's probably more valuable to you than Atkins if you were to throw up the two, just based on the rookies that we currently have in other positions. Um, outside of that, you've got well, who's the? There's another. Expen- oh, so Weddle. So I don't know if he can reproduce that sort of game, but I can see him averaging 60 to 70 regularly um, with some decent scoring. I, I don't think he's one you pull the trigger on and bring in. 
even though obviously he's got a, a fairly negative break even. He's got a pretty bad buy. Like like the round 14 buy is almost as bad as the round 15 buy. You're probably trading him out by then anyway. Like I think that week you probably have to trade him so he doesn't you're not getting him for the round 15. Um you're not going to trade him next week. So the, the the obviously the two rookies that you're probably looking at getting in are Ford and Wardlaw, right? So if you're trading them, you have to trade them in next week. You're probably not trading you know, uh, Weddle in this week to trade him out next week. So that doesn't seem to be a thing. So to me, I think that that might not be the best of things. I think it's got to be the Atkins or or um, Humphreys. And I, I, look, obviously, they're probably both going to make 100K. They're probably both going to score somewhere around that 80, average around that 80 mark across those games. Um Atkins still has that question mark because of Weller, but doesn't look like anytime soon that that's happening. But that's a little bit of a knock, not necessarily the only reason you would look at it. I think overall you've got to look at your team and say, where do I need the on-field scoring? And then make a decision from there. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's the same. And with Weddle, even the like this score was huge. He's made 100K in two weeks, which I hate. <laughs> like <laughs> envious, like you know, really good form and that's and you don't play West Coast every week. But you know, when you look at the first three rounds he played, 38, 54, 65, there's every chance he's he could just, drop He could drop a low score at any point. So you don't take that risk to bring him in at that inflated he price. Has, I, I, look, watching him play, I would have to say that Weddle has just looked better every single week. And it just looks like, even if you go all the way back to the preseason games, he looked like a deer in headlights. I think he just needed that continuity of, okay, this is the speed that we need to play at and this is what I need to get to. And every week he's come out and matched that and improved and matched that and improved. I'd see him as an absolutely fantastic footballer moving forward. Um, I did not see this game this early in his career. Like that is a, a bit of an aberration mm. in my opinion. So, but people um, leagues, yeah, he's he's a gr- he's a great pick. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't see that as a normal thing every single week anyway because the role's not conducive to that. Like he's not going to get. What did he have? Twenty something, twenty eight oh. disposal or something? And yeah, two lots of kicks, two goals. Like, so, yeah, so you think that's he? Not an every week thing. You think he'll keep his head above the water? Is what you're saying, Chrissy Boyd? No, yeah. well, as in you were talking about, he had to pick up the pace. So I mean, he yeah, yeah. He pretty much he he couldn't just oh, roll got, about. He, he's got a, he's got job security until at least he's by, in my opinion. Like even if he drops a poor game this week, I think they still have to play him based on his his recent form. So, yes. Um, if he's the one that you didn't get out of those three, then I guess you could probably get him if you're if you're stretched for by round twelve by players. But I don't think you really are. Or the other option is obviously bringing him in in the hope that he plays round fifteen. But I think that uh, that's not necessarily a great thing because you're likely who it is you're going to have to trade him round fourteen to make sure you're fielding everyone. So yeah. the last option is um, Baldwin, who's also they're all inflated prices this week. There's no one really cheap unless you're going super cheap. Um, so yeah, maybe if you have the auto selection for that one, but the, the other thing is obviously the injuries is where most people are at. Cause I think, I don't know anyone that's actually avoided every single one of the injuries for this week is probably the other one. So Baldwin is, um, 172 K. I think he's been playing defense yep. is what they've been saying for Essendon there. And the only benefit outside of that is, you know, his scoring has been you know, strong enough, had better, I think a first round there where he scored a 76 against the Lions. 60 against Richmond, but the real kicker is they play West Coast North the next two. So there could be a little bit of mid on the bones coming into those two rounds to possibly make some money. Now, if he scores a 53, he goes up 40K this week. So there is some possibility and some temptation 
Because I know Matt Grimo, who we mention all the time. We should probably get him on at some point, Swizzy. I know he's, really he's shy. I know he's shy, but know he's shy, we but... mention him all the time. Um, he is someone that is being floated, but uh, Laverde, his shoulder's apparently ahead of schedule. So does he impact his potential? And that also came from, just trying to have a look, is uh, Albro on YouTube also speaking yeah. about Laverde. Bless him. I'm more on the Jake Kelly coming back from concussion. So that's just the Has he been out for one. two or one? Yeah, I think he's missed two now off the top of my head. Um, let me double check that. But he's the he definitely obviously is the one that's the worry. Even if it is only one, he comes back the following week. So you're only getting bored one potentially for one week there. So what's Kelly miss? Round seven, eight. What are we up to around 11? So he has missed two. So unless they, for whatever reason, don't want to risk him and take him over to Perth. But you know he's definitely back for the North Melbourne game. Yeah, and if he's playing and defense, he Kelly's locked into the, he's locked in. into that defense. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's without even mentioning Laverde, as you've said, coming back from that shoulder. So they've got their full back line coming back. So what happens to Baldwin there? And then that does it. And even though Baldwin can swing forward, well, they're not swinging him forward because not only do they have options, but um, there was someone I think is Harrison Jones possibly. Um, oh, he's got his back injury, but I thought I felt that there was somebody coming back. Well, even maybe Shield comes back into the midfield, and then somebody gets pushed back forward. So, yeah, I think there's too many players coming back for me to want to even look at Baldwin. Yeah, I mean the other one is Fleet, and so with a, he's just shored up some um, job security because Himmelberg and Nick Haynes have gone down this week. In fact, I think there's four GWS players that have gone down. Um. I think that he might be forced to play a little bit more key position. Uh, and that probably opens up a spot for Fahe to be a debut this week. So um, there is another rookie there that you're probably going to want to jump on. The other one that's interesting, um, so I suppose we talk about this now because it is going to be a contentious thing next week. Uh, do you go early? Now, the thing with next week, so you do get three trades, but you're probably not upgrading anyone, right? Chris, can you please... Um- Disclosure for all the people that you are used to going early. Continue. <laughs> Thanks very much, man. I try to try to be. I've been I've been seeing someone about it, you know. Um, so th- there's three players that are uh, have played their first game that are uh, kind of rookie priced. Um, so you've got obviously Wardlaw. He's just under 200k. I think he's 193. Looked very very good, by the way. Um, first half was brilliant. Second half definitely slowed down, but was good enough in the first half that you'd go, "Yep, I I passed pick." Um, I test tick. Sorry, or I pass. I pass. <laughs> I, he does pass the ball. Um, Eddie Ford looked fantastic. Obviously, his score was the real highlight, and 123k rook, which is really what you want to see. Now, he's unfortunately, like three his years role, in, yeah, yeah, like four, uh, no, yeah, second. two or three, yeah. Didn't the play many games. His role. Yep. He's 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 absolutely lit up the VFL at times. So he's got it in him, but role is hard to score that consistently. So. Um, definitely one that I want to look at because that 104 is going to be in his cycle in that first round of the, of the, of the three round cycle. Anyway, you could, you potentially bring him in anyway. I think obviously Wardlaw is probably the one that you go, okay, he's now ready and they want to get games in a little bit like Humphrey in the fact that because it's such a high pick, you know, that they want to get games into him. Yeah. I think also, I think, Regardless of how you're feeling, I think waiting the week is huge because I remember Scott getting 100 his first round and then sputting. Mm. And that first one, and the reason I say to kind of wait, that first one drops out of the cycle real quick. 
So if you have your three price rise, yeah, you got a great price rise for your first one and then it's gone. Like it's literally gone. And the other thing I'll say about Ford is that um, they're not the most reliant. <laughs> Play on words. Uh, I, I lied. There's actually four guys I should look at. Um, so the third one is McAndrew, who's a 123K rook, of course. I think he's a – is he ruck forward? Ruck forward, yep. Ruck forward. Definitely um, on our preseason radars. Yeah, he had a 53, which is not too bad, but he, now he comes up against Pitney this week. And Pitney is one of the most restrictive scoring ruckmen in the league. So he could obviously shit the bed. Their ruck stocks have taken an absolute battering, though. And so he may just get by because there's no one else. Well, it's Having not even said- just their ruck stocks, Chris, because Amati, Logan McDonald, like their back, their forward line's been crucified and even their back line. With the McCartan boys, so they they're literally down to, to like Buddy and and McAndrews, their whole tools at the moment. Yeah, I think right. They needed so, McAndrew because Buddy was getting the like the number one defender, and he's like, "Come on, guys!" I'm like, "How how old am I?" And I'm yeah, getting that's right. They, I'm they, getting the number one. They literally had no other because you look at their injury list. So Rampy's still five weeks away. Reed's done for the season. Um, yeah, McDonald, McCartan, McCartan, Laddams, Hickey's the only one that's a test, but probably misses this week again, and then Amati. So they're outside of Hickey who could come back the week after. All those guys are looking like long-term injuries. Um, and the other one, guys, is Kieran Briggs. So Briggs, he's actually yeah. priced at 254K, so he's not exactly rookie priced. Gorn DPP, at- throw him in your forward line and just Briggs all day. Gorn's not getting DPP. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, I reckon he does. I still reckon Gorn does get a bit DPP. I, I think he's better he, chance than Wolf. Hope he gets he's- 34.9%. So that is, this is the thing. So, uh, you know, you could downgrade to Briggs, put Gorn into your forward line or similar, or if you're running D- Darcy Cameron or something like that in Iraq because you somehow got early news that he was actually playing last week, whatever it might be. Um, there's a chance that you could get Briggs into that into that uh, R two spot and then move move someone forward. Um, he obviously scored 109 in his first game. He looks like he's definitely come along. Um, he was obviously a very high, I think he was a like first round draft pick in his draft year as a ruck and was taken as the best ruck in that year. However, has taken a long time to develop and of course has had Bruce and Flynn in front of him. So um, yeah, so. I'm not sure what his job security is like, but he comes up against Geelong this week, which looks to be a pretty easy matchup because they've lost their rucks as well, haven't they? Uh, he was a second-round draft well, they've got pick, Segler. Chris. What was he, pick 19? No, 34, second round. Really? Okay. 2018. I thought it was, Maybe, I I thought it was like late teens. Flynn might have been the first-rounder. Okay. That would have not – that seems about right. I, I think take regardless, Briggs was still early. regarded as the um, – as the best ruck in that draft year, but there obviously wasn't uh, many to choose from. Um, so, yeah. So, look, how his job security is, I'm not too sure, but 109 in his cycle. You can see for next week against Segler. Is Se- Did Segler get injured? No, in the, Segler. I think Segler's fine. I know um, the other Geelong ruck is still injured. Stanley, yeah. I yeah, know Stanley is. Yeah. I didn't see anything about uh, Segs, though. Or maybe they just subbed him to, you know, as a uh, – because I'm pretty sure he as was a subbed warning. last week, wasn't he? <laughs> as a warning. No, Simpson was a sub and he hurt me on 20 Supercoach. Ah, uh, so, classic, yeah. Uh, yeah, Segler, yeah. Segler had 78 Supercoach, 21 hitouts, 12 touches. Okay. We can all concede that Segler's not the greatest of Ruckman, right? So he's probably he's got a decent chance to score this week. Um, his run's not amazing, though, if you look forward. So 
Uh, just bring it up now quickly. Me, here we go. All right, GWS is Ruck Run. So then they have so the uh, Richmond, so Nank, so not not too bad in terms of scoring, but has a low uh, high score of forty two against them. So maybe that was as a forward, which also needs to be taken into consideration. Um, but then North and Frio before his bye, and then on the back of the bye um, has Melbourne. So that's probably three of the hardest rucks in the league to score against all in a row. Um, so yeah, so the next the next game's all right. If he if he turns up, then you could look at getting him on for a quick cash play. Though I'm not too sure how much he makes and whether or not it's going to be enough points on field because you'd probably at that price want him to have it on field. Um, and of course, with the back buy, you probably you probably are just trading him out in that round 15, right? You're probably not holding him for that round. So yeah, 12, 13, 14, pretty much trying to get a three-week cash play. So with, yeah, so with those four guys, and you can obviously only maximum bring in three anyway, or do you even want to bring in three? Who are the guys that you are looking at getting in? And I suppose the good thing is with McAndrew, they have the first buy, right? So you don't actually have to pick up McAndrew until the until round 13. So if he's still yeah, got a gig and they and Hickey's still injured, he's around th- uh, round uh, th- uh, 13 downgrade, not around 12. So there's technically three that you can look at. Um, if Gorn gets DPP and you're a Gorn owner, I don't mind if Briggs tons up again. I don't mind going that play because you almost be able to get rid of him to use that cash to probably get to like an English or someone or other, like upgrade all the rest of your positions. I think he shares the same buy as the dogs, which isn't ideal, but then straight after that, you should be able to then move him on. So I don't mind that play as your last potential upgrade. If you sort all the rest of your positions and you've got Gorn and Gorn gets DPP and you can't afford an English, then I don't mind it maybe as much. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate anything these days because my team's so cooked. I need to look at different hmm. things. Um, but would we be, be because of the lack of you know decent cheap rookies? Would we be looking at bringing in you know those sort of guys, or are we just gonna oh, like wait a week, waiting a week? Yeah, the the reason I think wait a week is because, as you said, you're not bringing in any premiums next week um, because they're just gonna have their buy coming up. So if I'm gonna trade, I'm it's gonna go down to bank cash. So I can bring in round twelve premiums the week after. What about if you can only if you want to upgrade this week, and the only way to do it is with a hundred and twenty three k player, and the only one you you don't want Fleeton, and uh, you'd Ford. rather take a risk on Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that there's a points yeah. on field. That's the risk reward. Points on field. I, I would rather you try to sure. do another find a way to do it via Wardlaw. I know, it's, like this is the the bait I think some people are having with Darcy Wilmont, where he's still got maybe another twenty k, and he could be an option to keep through the buys. But others are going, okay, Wilmont's, what, 300K? Um, that's 100K down by that. And Wardlaw's sort of the guy that could be the next Ashcroft play out the season there. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can I, see why people are looking at that play. I have Wilmot, and I think Rich comes back this week and his scores go back to 50. So for me, it's like, okay, I'll hold him for one more week, but – if Rich is back, I'm not expecting him to play that same half-back role and I'm expecting him to pump out a 50 or a 60 and I'm, I'm that, that, that's, okay, thanks, mate. You've done your job. Yeah. I'm not looking at you know, holding him through the buys for that purpose. He, he's, bra- he's break even 15. So yeah. even if it's a f- sort of 50 this week, it's still Yeah, exactly. It's still worth holding him. Yeah. Take that, your cash. Then, but move you on. also got to look at like the rest of your team. Like not many people have rookies that are ready to go. Like, like even like I'm bringing in Humphrey this week, right from Jinby. 
So Jimby was really ready to go. Wilmot's my next one in my in the line that is like ready to go. Otherwise, mm. you know, yeah, Mitchell's not ready to, to, to be cut. Weddle's not ready to be cut. Um, who else we got? Yeah, well, obviously got you're, you're cutting Atkins. Simpson's all of a sudden ready to cut because of the 20. So yeah, well, he's got a week he... though, 59 break even or something. So you've got a week on Simpson, I think. If he gets named, he could get, if yeah. he's dropped, then see you later. He's done. He's dead to me. Yeah. And we've got, uh, you've got Matty Johnson who still made a little bit of money, which was good, which was great. But um, obviously with that sub and that 37 now in his cycle, that will slow him down a little bit unless he gets on field this week. Um a lot of people have Chincotta. Like, is is Chincotta going to get named again? I think he's really close. I think um, was it Boyd that played? He played yeah. terribly. He was the worst on ground by a long shot, and that's saying something because there was a lot of shit Carlton players on, on the weekend. <laughs> um, so I think that you know they might look at that as he was obviously very close because he was the travelling emergency. Yeah, didn't um, play VFL. Mate, I think I think you're harsh on Boyd there because I did watch Mitch McGovern play that match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, come can on, we guys. Just, can we just have oh, a little bit of a moment for the, Poor JP the, and <laughs> our mate Damo, Carlton supporters out there just already turning in their grave. They come on here. They think it's a safe place because of Hardwick. <laughs> Hardwick <laughs> leaving and then we still shit on Carlton. <laughs> and we've actually <laughs> shit on Carlton more than we have on West Coast right now, which is what Here's one that I'm probably going to bring up in my live Q&A tomorrow, a non-footy question. Uh, at what point, as if you're having a conversation, if us three were at the footy together and we're having a conversation, what point are other people allowed to join into our conversation? Because my mate's there as a Carlton supporter, and he's like, "Well, I'm definitely not clapping this lot off." And Mitch McGovern should never wear the Carlton jumper again. <laughs> where a few Carlton supporters in the vicinity decided to join into my mate's conversa- private conversation there and get up around them and start clapping and be like, "Well, no, that's a disgrace. I'll always clap my boys out." And how dare you talk about that about Mitch McGovern? So. That very interesting where it nearly got into a bit of a, um, you know, an altercation there over two people having a, you know, a discussion over what yeah, they're and say, about and that's up. and that's why your attitude is why Paddy Dow is still on your list that's right. because you give everyone <laughs> a because right. you, you clap them you off, give them a little ribbon, you run a hundred meters, Paddy Dow, have a ribbon, bullshit. Yeah, did and, you know that Paddy like, Dow is one hundred eighty-seven centimeters? Yeah, I didn't know that. It's the same size as Dugowie, but he he Shoot. plays like a. He, could he be, plays like a Caleb Daniel running at the football. Right. Setterfield, Setterfield, isn't he a 187? No, nah, I said he's like 192. I, I thought he was short. He looks no, like a midget no. out there. No, he plays no. short. And he, he could That's be 187K I mean. and I would short. not go there for 187. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so no, that was just interesting when I brought that up and it was like, yeah, just bizarre. Side, sidebar, who was the most disappointing top five pick since, or all I can think of is Paddy Dow. Top five. Is Probably Cam No, he's still playing. He's on a list. So I'm saying who's the most disappointing? Oh, mate, he's been five. gifted 100 games, that kid, honestly. Excuse me. Sprainer does things of brilliance. He's, Dow no, has no, not no. done anything I brilliant. Will, look, Cam is a great role player, but that's not what you expect from a number one pick. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. But for a top five, he's still actually versatile, right? Now, the only thing, the only sensible thing Paddy Dow has done is play for the VFL so he saves himself the embarrassment. Who <laughs> else in that top five? In, in well, any we year what, level, t- in any year level, top five. Tumpus, Tumpus was really bad. Ch- Trengove went bad after a while. Scully yeah. had like one good season. Um, those so years hope. were pretty rough. There's hope. Watts <laughs> went well for a, a season, didn't he? Watts did pretty well for Yeah, him. when he went behind the ball Dow, and then he did his knee. Dow was, Dow was pick three, so that's it's nearly as bad as you get. Especially yeah, and, when and, and look at who was pick four. Who was pick four? 
Who was pick four? LDU. LDU. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who was a slow start, but he got there. Well, yeah, Will Setterfield was pick five in his draft year. Yeah, and he's the GOAT. He's yeah. the GOAT. <laughs> he's the GOAT of rehab. That'd be an interesting uh, What is it? Will Hoskin anyway. Elliott, I mean, he's been a great role player, but he's, yeah, obviously, I think he was a top four, wasn't he? Pick four? Uh, Will Is he that high? I, I feel like he is. I was actually scrolling through to see if there was any, uh, actually, um, oh, actually, the, the, the obvious one, the number two for Brisbane. Oh, Shaggy. Josh Shaggy. Oh, oh, yeah. Josh Shaggy has to, to be. He's, 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 he's he the starts one. a thread that he, re- he regrets immediately. He does. He's like, <laughs> let's talk about this guy. <laughs> Number two. Where's your Melbourne ones? jumper this week? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shaggy's Shaggy's worse than Dow. Oh, and he's yeah. played, and he's played more into games. that one, mate. He's played more games than oh, him. I, I, love, I love chatting footy with you, boys. Oh, I forgot great. all about Shaggy. All right. So, um, so that's the rookie scenario at this current point in time. I'm all for holding. This week, I'd probably pre- uh, preference fixing any injury trades that you have. I don't like bringing an expensive rookie unless it's a sideways scenario that Chris was talking about. You're probably not going to be able to bank heaps of cash and then wait for one more week starter. You get the three trades. If you have a boost and that's four that you could possibly use, start to load up, start to bank some money, start to make some moves, particularly loading up for after that first buy because there's uh, like St. Kilda, there's Brisbane. So you've got like, you know, Neil, Sinclair, Steele, like any of these sort of boys, uh, even Essendon as well, isn't it? They have the first one, I believe. No, no. no. It's, so it's Fremantle, Sydney, St Kilda, and what's the other? They're not a spud tag. Okay, so Sydney. Sydney, St Kilda, Fremantle. So Gordon, um, you wouldn't bring him at oh 650K God, though, whatever he's going to be. Who's the other bloody team in that buddy? That's all right. Um, so the other, the other thing to consider as well, boys, is I know I've put it on the chat, the streams as well. Nat Five had CBAs this week, Chris. Sit for a week. Oh, two hundred, two hundred and fifty k. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I think Neil. Yeah. Um, two hundred. He'll be two hundred fifty k into after his buy. He'd be a great F seven M nine for the poor people like me that don't have. Dude, I don't need rookies. a. I don't need I don't an F seven that's averaging forty nine. Yeah, I don't need. Nah, 30 he'll be. On he'll be averaging field. eighty plus. Eighty plus for the rest oh of the year. God. Dude, he played after the fucking buy. terribly. Yeah, he's, did you watch now, the game? Awful. CBA. He's getting up. He's getting up. I can't I don't believe care. Like, see, he played terribly because I didn't watch a lot of the Freo Geelong game. I barely watched it because I'm out there. I'm playing cricket. You know where I come off the field. Oh, out there winning community awards. Yeah, oh, my name's Chris. We controversial draw this weekend, but where so and all I'm hearing is all this talk. Oh, I'm going to bring in five, five, five. This that. So I yep. go and look up his scores, thinking, did I miss something here? Did he go like 100? He's back. Went like back. 50. Like, really? He's got 50. I'm like, what is everybody on about? Had, what does everybody want him? He had two 50 oh. meters against too. So I suppose let's call it a 65 and and call yeah. it even. Eh? Okay, we'll call right. it 65 then. But what? He was whatever. Oh, and okay, he was subbed. So- my, and yeah. he was subbed because yeah, he was so, so bad. Yeah. He was so bad. He was Mate, subbed. They're building. They're building him. Oh, it's like no, this, no, see, this is Port the Adelaide moment. Building, been building wines as fitness. That's how you build fitness. Five. They're like, well, we'll just give you a token game because you were the captain and whatever. <laughs> just, yeah, he's building. Oh, Five is building no. some CBAs, and not only that. Freeman actually started to win a few games, so I think there's also a bit of pressure on the coach. Yeah, I mean, he, here's he's, the thing: they've been if, winning games while he's sub. Yeah. So they only they only were up by ten points at three quarter time. So like they could put the fucking Q in the rack. Hmm. Well, like, with five off, it's a worth at least two goal advantage. Anyway, that's I'm, what I mean. I'm that's saying, what I mean. They don't need him after his buy. No. After his buy, they've at, gone five. I mean, get off the get, get off the ground so we can win this grand well, game. You're forgetting <laughs> the fact you, you get to have a good looking name on your bench. 
right, that can nah. cover you forward and mid for 250000 I am 100% going there. After the first buy, go for it, mate. I don't have enough trades to do that. I've, I don't have enough gonna... trades either. But I think, he is. I think my Abdul's swing. on that play as well. I'm pretty sure the great man's See, on that. And that's Abdul, says what everything a, about it. What a sensible and logic man that guy is. <laughs> Let's let me have a look here. 250k other options there that I'd rather get. No Wardlaw, for, Wardlaw for starters for 60k cheaper. Yeah, he's not DPP. So move on. Yeah, not interested. Um, so have we discussed the Clary news? Obviously, he's out for pretty much. No, a month. we actually haven't. In that, right. but... not in depth. Is it injury or is it Charlie? Or is no, it no well, one knows? we can't. I don't know if we can actually go over the rumors and stuff. What you know, mental health and everything else has been thrown around. But yeah, it's even if you take it on face value for the I'm hammy. I'm confused. Even, well, this is the hard thing. Even if you take it face value and just say it's the hammy, and he pulled, he grabbed at the hammy in the third quarter. He's played out the rest of the game, and then he's tried to train. Monday, which apparently didn't go that bad. So this is where the discussion is going. Very confusing because all of a sudden it's, well, it's four weeks. Some people are like, oh, it's one, maybe one to two. We'll let it see how it goes. And then you've got, um, like, I've got Melbourne mates message me going, oh, it's been listed as indefinite and and we don't know how long it could be. So there's all, and is this a, like another Gold Coast with Took we were talking before, where they still haven't updated us how long Took's going to be <laughs> out for. Like, I don't – and this is my worry with it. Like, if, if it comes back to bite me a bit like Paddy Cripps last year and Oliver magically comes back after a week or two weeks, I just suck it up and whatever. But I don't want a situation where this drags on to be all of a sudden it's five weeks or six weeks because lack of information coming out – um, and I hate transparency around clubs with this sort of stuff because it makes this is making no sense to me at all, at all. He is also the second most expensive person on your list. Mm. Now, what can you do with that? That's what points per week can you do with that? You've also got captaincies. I mean, Clary to Neil is 100K. Clary to uh, McRae is, what, 110? Yeah. So as in you could actually make some money, right, get more points, on field, and then move up in rank. So if you are someone who's trying to push and bite the bullet, sometimes I know it sucks. You just got to get rid of them and take the points hit and try and move up in the world. And if that means that you risk it for the biscuit and then run out of trades, then so be it. You run out of trades. Like these are the opportunities to really try and push up in rank because everyone is quite closely gathered with similar teams. If you are holding and everyone else is trading, they are literally going to move past you. And the only way you're going to go back past them is if they run out of trades and somehow Clary goes on an absolute heater. So the so consideration is, sorry, Swiss, is that their draw at the back end of the year is super soft. So if he comes back and he averages like 140s in the back of the year and you can't bring him back in, it could hurt because those points will actually counter the rookies that you're playing through this series season. The second thing to consider is, is that if you uh, like have cash in your bank already or you're looking at going one down, one up, et cetera, then you're going to have the same upgrade cadence this week anyway. So if you go one down, one up premium, then you're playing the exact same premiums this week as you were last week, and you're actually no worse off than you were last week. Except next week, buy, cool, play your rookies. If he's not back, he might play one week and then have a rest for one week and then play. They might ease him in that way. But at least it buys you time. So realistically, it's your banking points this week if that's your actual go-to scenario. Swiss. Yeah, well, and I get what people, some people are saying is like, okay, you bring in a round 12 player, well, they're going to have the buy anyway. Um, and if you bring in the same round, the round 14, 
uh, you you've got best eighteen round thirteen and and round twelve, so the actual score may not affect you as badly as it would be on another round. Um, the flip side of that becomes if he you know does a you know this is a hamstring coming back from that, do they not risk him in games against North Melbourne and Hawthorne later in the year? Um, you know potentially, or there's, there's always that chance that you know if they bring him back early, there could be a recurrence like. Nothing worse than the soft tissue hamstring, uh, which we've seen. These before, aren't so. risking it. They're not risking it. That's right. They're they, not ri- there's they're no fourth, way they're risking him. But they're fourth. No, no. I mean, yeah. as in if he's good to go, they're fourth, but they're yeah. also even with fifth and sixth. And we know they need to finish top four to get the double bite of the pie. Oh, so 100%. But later in the year, if like there's a chance that they, they're they not losing games to like Hawthorne and North Melbourne and stuff like that. So does that make him more likely to get rest then? as the season goes on, where Clary in the past was just a guy that just played 22 games, but he's never had soft tissue injuries before. It's and now minor. He's I want to hear what Chris has to say, not some Holmes. Four weeks isn't minor, mate. Not some Holmes activist. Chris? Uh, well, yeah, when they get beaten by Frio at the G this week because they have no yeah. Clary, then the, all of a sudden Clayton Oliver becomes a pretty big priority to coming mm. back into the side. So, um, no, I don't think that they go, oh, we're going to keep him out longer, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it will be a month. I think it will be, which means he comes back after the buy. Am I echoing or is it just like? No, I think you're fine. I'll fix it later. Fine. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I think he is, it's a month because the, the and the buyer's positioned in a perfect spot in that yeah, it's obviously round 14 and I think he comes back round 15 uh, fresh off the buy with the whole squad. Now, from my perspective, uh, you know, with low trades, yes, I could get advantage to trade him out. For me, it would be to Laird. That would be the the obvious choice to bring in, because um, obviously I traded Laird to Dawson earlier in the season. So bringing him down to Laird only nets me, you know, sixty k. So it's not going to actually get me an upgrade anyway. So it's like, okay, well, it's just a rookie correction. It doesn't actually improve my team. Um, you know, I can still upgrade, or I mean, there's other things I can do with my trades this week, or I can hold trades. Uh, trading Clary to me this is the most perfect time to get a four-week injury. It's the only time, in my opinion, that you would be able to hold him. So I can understand why there's big conjecture over whether you trade him, whether you hold him. I think if you worked out, every team is independent. I, for example, am in a different position to you and to you, Swizz, but most people I would say right now have ridiculously good scoring rookies. Like the rookies are going crazy. Like last week we had probably, what, there was three rookies that went 100 plus and two rookies that went 80 plus. Right? So, yeah, so I don't even and- have them, Swiss. So, cry me a river. <laughs> yeah, well, it's packed with the same thing. I'm just getting cashed in there, sitting on my bench, mate. Yeah. Well, I mean, so uh, and the unfortunate thing is Melbourne play on the Saturday uh, afternoon. and, and Third game. Well, actually, it's a third game, but it's actually, yeah. you know, the, you don't get to see the Hawks. Well the game. It would yeah. be nice if you could see the Hawks game first, right? Because then you could see Weddle score, you could see Mitchell score. You know, it gives you an idea mm. of. Um, you get twenty minutes. Well, that's you, you right. get twenty. You get twenty oh, minutes. You get um, chi- potentially you get Chincotta score on a Friday night. Hopefully. So, so what I'm saying is, there's enough good scoring rookies that it may not impact you anyway. Basically, you're playing an extra rookie this week. For me, I didn't play Weddle on field. Um, Ben, you didn't play Humphrey on field. Did you have Humphrey on field last week, Swizz? No. So, no. So this gives you an opportunity to play the same team that you had last week, but add a good scoring rookie on your field 
which may not necessarily impact you as heavily as others. Now, this is the only week that that even counts for because the next week we're best 18 and then best 18. It definitely doesn't matter in round uh, round 13 because you know it's not really going to impact you. It may impact you in round 12. So some people are a little bit heavier in round 12 than others. They've tried to sort of front load instead of back load um, to try and take advantage of everyone having a lot of premiums in the back end of the buys. Um, but yeah, if he's not there by round 15, we've got a problem. But I don't think it's that that much of an issue for my team, but I do think it's it's team dependent. Yeah, I'd be definitely having a look at how many players you have in that first buy round because if you have 20, then what's the stress? You're already cutting two players from there anyway. So I hope one of your rookies will go 60 to 80 and just pretend that Clary got you a 75 for that week or whatever it might be. And we've got you know, Wardlaw and, um, coming and Ford likely coming in next week as well. So, I mean, most people will have a minimum 20. I think I worked out I'll probably have 21. Um, so for me, again, top 18, two bad rookie scores fall out. I'm probably like, you know, there's Jimby's 35 from this week. Thanks. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm not really worried. Like I, I, the points loss for the next three weeks is going to be absolutely minimized to the to a lowest possible point. And I'm really scared of not being able to bring in Clary after the buys because, like, I won't have the trades for a start. It'll be too expensive. I'll, yeah. And even if I sideways him, it's going to be someone, Yeah, it's going to be down up. Yeah, you know, it'll be like let's say I go day to to um, Clary. That's fine. That's still 160k right now, and day's dropping as well. Two trades. So, like, how are you doing it? Like, and I. So this is the question that I pose to people. Okay, trading amounts fine, but you have to understand that you are probably 90% likely that back. you're not getting him back. Accept that or don't. But that is the, that is a factor of what's probably going to happen. Unless you get a, a bont injury or something like that and you sideways him to Clary later in the season. And if you get Neil, and let's say like Neil's been a bit up and down, but let's go if you're happy with a 110, 115, Clary could go 10 points higher. Yeah. For nine, nine rounds or something. So there's like 90 points or so anyway. We still haven't had the Clary 200 yet. No, not yet. That's what I mean. So it could be even a lot higher than that as well. So that's definitely something to consider. I suppose that's that's a little bit, yeah, I suppose that's all angles covered. Um, I couple that with uh, Josh Kelly. So he's out for a month. Um, now, I know he's only in 5% of teams, but a lot of people would have both, I assume. Well, yeah, I think 14% of the top 1,000. That's where it's more. Like these percentages always look at the top 1,000, mate, because that changes everything. Yep. I yep. remember being top 1,000. Once upon a time, Swizz? Well, it's actually top 1,800, so that's still Chris and Still not me. Still not me. <laughs> uh, I think Good I'm about times. 5K. Um, hey, that's actually funny because I had someone uh, come up to me at school, show me their team, and he was ranked last week. He was about 1,200th. This week he's in the top 1,000. And I was looking at his team. I was like, yeah, that's actually pretty good. He's like, oh, where are you ranked, sir? And I was just like, yeah, don't talk to me, kid. Like, get out of here. Uh, I liked that last week because I got invited cool. back to my high school. And Yeah, how's yeah, that? Tell everyone. It was great. Kids were like, the, the, some of the boys who knew about the, like, me doing the podcast, they're like, oh, can I get on my team? Can I get on my team? And I was like, yeah, yeah, show me your team. And that, and they were asking advice and stuff. So that was How good cool. is it when you look at someone else's team and you're like, oh, I wish I had them, I wish I had them. And I'm like, right. Speaking of wishing that we had, we should probably get onto the Clary and Jelly replacements if you were going to sideways. Um, one guy you didn't get last week's Swiz, was it? Or no, you had him, you just didn't make him captain. Yeah, Merritt. I brought Merritt in, but I just I, I went the safe option and kept Oliver because I felt shield pulling out was, well, there's only one person to put any pressure on and that was going to be Merritt. And unfortunately, I went the wrong way. 
But oh well. Yeah, he I think Meredith's well. it's the clear number one. But the problem is, of course, he's he's probably going to get tagged this week. Um, and O'Neill has done a very very good job. So the last two weeks he's kept. Um, who did he tag two weeks ago? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Someone we all thought was going to go massive and then didn't. Who did West Coast play two weeks ago? Oh, now I've got to pull it up. Um, no, but no, obviously, Sons. Sons. Anderson. Yeah, Anderson. So kept Anderson to 88, and then he kept Day to 74 last week. So Merritt, has, he's, he's been working through tags, but we've obviously seen he's in the past is he does sometimes get locked down. The thing is with O'Neill, he doesn't tag center bounce. So he lets the they let the mid set up the, the uh, four versus four happen at the center bounce, and then he comes in off the half back line and 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 tags from there, and then someone switches back. So you know, that's it's why not, I thought there are there are there are slight chance to tag either Stringer or Shield, if especially Shield because he can sometimes start on the wing. Well, so Shield was a, a laid out last week, but yeah. they do think that he's going to play this week. Play this so week, so that yeah. they, because. As much as like merits the accumulator and plays that, Shield can be the damaging one on the outside. So that yep. would not it would not surprise me if they go Anil start with Shield if he starts from the wing and Jinbi you run with um with merit. Yep. Now we also got need to take into consideration with Clary his buy. So you're trading out and and, and Kelly. So with these guys, one's round fourteen, rounds one round fifteen. So if you're trade, if you've already set your sort of buy plans in motion, um, you can take this opportunity to sort of reshuffle your your team if you need to, or you can just trade into that same buy. So depending on who you need to trade out or who you want to bring in, might impact. So if you've got both, you probably do have to trade. Um, Based and I would say based on where your worst buy is 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 where you would probably need to trade. I'd probably prefer to hold Clary. I think that that's a more likely scenario. But and trade Kelly. Kelly's easy to get back in. He's still I think priced under six hundred k, isn't he? Yeah, five ninety one. But yeah, so I mean, so you, know, you could go from him. Price. You could go him to Merritt and bank about ten k. Yeah, and look, I mean, Kelly's been good, but he he hasn't really been lights out this year. Yeah, he's been good. Um, but not not amazing. So you know you could go to Merritt and then never have to worry about bringing him back in. Whereas the, the opposite is the case with Clary. If you trade him out, you might have FOMO for the rest of the season. So definitely be trading that that way. But um, yeah, so Merritt's number one for me. And then Laird, obviously, if you don't have Laird, I think he's yeah you know, he's obviously gone through that three weeks where he was basically subbed every week or managed, and then this week they had an early injury. So um, I think it was. Someone got a concussion or someone early, didn't they? Adelaide? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, Barry came on. So it was um, someone got KO'd. Yeah, it was Mitchie Hinge. Hinge. Yeah, I thought it was Hinge. That's right, got in front of a contest. So does that mean that, you know, Laird, I mean, he obviously went at 147 and looked great the whole game. But would would that have been the plan to, like, if they didn't get an injury to sub Laird again? That's the one thing that we really haven't known. Like, I would have preferred if we didn't see an injury and we just saw it three-quarter time, for example, just another person sub that wasn't Laird. But I think it's pretty safe after that week. Now. Yeah, I think you can pretty mm. safely bring him in. Um, now, Adelaide's run, so I, I didn't want to pick him up. I was actually looking at picking him up last week. I didn't because they were playing Bulldogs and I thought with his one, I think he had a 140 break even or whatever it may be that, um, yeah. You might I drop I, cash. Exactly right. Um, now I'm like, I hate myself. 
So yeah. Brisbane, obviously, you know, you can score against Brisbane. Then they got Gold Coast and West Coast as the next, the other next two before they're by. And so I just go, okay, well, yeah, Laird's probably going to go really well between now and then. Um, you might cop some tags along the way, but uh, yeah, probably not from Brisbane. And then they come back and they've got Collingwood, which isn't isn't um, easy to score, but um, Laird seems to kill us for whatever reason. And then North, Essendon, GWS all in the row. So, so Laird's got, you know, let's call it six of the next seven have really good fixtures for, for Adelaide. I've actually been looking at ways I can try and bring in Laird without having to trade Clary. And it's really, really hard in my team. I've basically got to like trade out a premium to, to be able to get there. Um, unless I wanted to trade out Wilmot. I think I, even if I traded Wilmot early, I can't, I still can't afford him because of my stupid trades for the weekend because mm. I'm an idiot. So yeah. Yeah. That's fair. We'll have to sound about that one. Um, the other thing to note as well is that if, even if West Coast do tag, it's like, hey, one person gets a bad score and a hundred others kill it. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, hey, would you rather take that risk? Dawson. Now you- <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, so if you are like me and you have a, a late loophole option, I don't even mind you know, trying to VC in to that Saturday night game, Essendon and West Coast. So that way, if he doesn't do well, you can probably try and, you know, alter it from there. But the issue is that the dogs also play at the same time. So who would you be taking? It'd be a, a bit of a coin flip either side there, boys, as far as the VCs and Cs this week. I should probably let Chris lead the VCs oh, and Cs. I've had a rough couple of weeks, mate. Um, so I um, I had managed to get uh, Marshall's 126 um, last week, but I really should have gone Merritt. I, I just didn't want to take the chance of him because role unknown, you know, like – if I had known that Merritt was going to get, you know, 80% CBAs on the weekend, I would have 100% locked him in. But the fact that I just didn't know, and then Shield was a laid out. So if, but again, had known Shield was laid out, that changes things because then they're really short on inside midfielders. Um, probably would have done that. But yeah, no, I was pretty set on going Marshall once um, Gorn completely capitulated for me. But um, I think the method was good. It just the result wasn't there for me this week. So it is I've been it is. a pussy two weeks in a row. I took a 119 Taranto and a 120 from Clary, and it kind of worked out because I think the other option, like Bont, et cetera, was, you know, 110, 112 or whatever. Swiss? Yeah, well, I thought I had Goulden on, and I reversed my trades on Friday because I was showing somebody something and then didn't realize I had the VC on Clary, and I was like, well, I might as well take the 120 because I got burnt the week before with the Bont-Clary situation. And as I said, the merit... Um, you know, I thought, you know, maybe Taranto spent some more time on him. So once Shield pulled out, before Shield pulled out, I was like, oh, yeah, more on, on him. Uh, so this week, it's it's a little bit hard not to ignore Goulden, um against the Blues just because he's already done it in the preseason game, but I don't think he goes that well. But they've still got the, the same midfield situation, no Mills. Um, last week it was Warner that went off. Um, who's to say it could not be Goulden again this week? So that does tempt me only because there's not a lot of other um, loophole options for me, um, like Madden playing that 435 game. So unless I've got somebody in the Saints-Hawks game, which could be potentially Sinclair, um, yeah, I don't have too many options for a VC. I could be one of the only ones with a Sunday loop. You probably are. Who, you, who do you? Me, myself and JP, as in Sin, the guy who yeah, I thought would play right. so, and hasn't played all yeah, year. Yeah, you're in a different situation there. So that, that does make it a little bit tougher. And then 
um, depends on. I feel like it depends on who I bring in, because the the standout captain options it might just have to be back Bonting against the Suns and hope he does well. He's due for another big game, so I don't mind the Bont there either. I guess the only issue is that you know Zach Merritt playing at the same time. If you could VC Bont or Zach Merritt, it's also that's a pretty tough one as far as the matchups that they have at current. So I actually don't mind um, Dacos this week against North. To be completely honest. Um, I think that that could be a really good captain option. Good, good um, shake. He's pretty much been tagged every week for the past. Since his, his big, I think he went like 151, 150. one, 130, 130 or something. Um, one, uh, 151, 130, 149 or something like all in a row. And then he's been tagged every week since. So I think he could let loose. And I'm not sure they have an option to go with him from the from a halfback flank. Like obviously Simkin has... Um, you know, has played a bit forward and he can he can tag. Is Simkin going to be able to keep with Dacos? I, I don't see that as a matchup that they're going to win there. So I don't know who they would be able to run. Maybe Powell is probably the only one that might yeah, have. But, I don't know if he's a strong enough runner. I'm talking no. about like a bit of that, that brute force and that grunt where Powell could yeah. probably do a role from that forward Around line. the ball is decent, but, obviously, Powell. But, I don't yeah. know about his running capacity. The, the other left field smoke is Dunkley against the Crows. Like the, he's, the he's on a bit been, of a heater. Yeah, he is, and the crows have been giving up some good points to midfielders as well. So, um, yeah, either you can see either him or Neil go off. Like Neil was absolutely torn out of a new one the last three or four times he's played them. So maybe yeah. they again try to put attention in him, and Dunkley just runs around and does his thing. Because who, if you've got to tag one of them, you're always going to go to Neil. Yeah, I'm going either Bont or McRae. Uh, so Bont or Zerrett, I think, into lead, I think, for me this week. So Adelaide Oval, Brisbane don't tag. I don't even think they'll be that worried. Same as you know, last week for the Dogs. I just don't think that Brisbane's going to really care if lead racks it up. I think they'll try and you know put someone on Dawson a little bit more to make sure he's under pressure because his disposals count. So that's probably where I am going for this week. Anyone else you're looking keep your eyes on here, boys, before we move on? I'd say normally Port Adelaide players like Butters or Rosie versus the Tigers, but Tigers um, footy law means they win this week. Yeah, so. exactly right. Yeah, now Dimmers. Yeah. Is he gone effective immediately? So they're, Yeah, he is. Oh, so wow. McWalter's okay. coaching. Yeah, so, so Richmond are winning this week. And, and, um, and even though it's not a sacking, we said it last week, like North Melbourne did everything. Well, pretty well it was their own um, selves that kept them from winning that game. Like the change of coach, it's AFL theory. It, it, it just works. It nearly happened for North on the weekend. So, yeah. Well, can Richmond I just say as well, guaranteed um, to win this week. That Butters game on the weekend was the closest thing to Gary Ablett I've seen since he retired. Oh, wasn't like, so good. Unbelievable. Um, I he just, could have kicked another goal too. Like, yeah. they, what, what we know is obviously in the wet, um, the guys that have real a lot of talent, it just they just shine through, right? He was doing things in the wet that I was like absolutely gobsmacked. His ball use was absolutely exquisite. His hardness at the ball was second to none. The only thing that was missing from that game, which which will probably develop over time, is that yeah, Gary Ablett got to the point where he would walk out in the field and get tagged from the bounce from the first bounce mm-hmm. every single week, and it still put up numbers. That's the difference between say someone like a Butters at this stage of his career. Um, and what Gary Abbott was able to do and what he forced oppositions to do. So, uh, yeah, wonder if he can get to those heights. It was amazing. I hate that I don't have him in my team. I actually I had a, had him in my team for about an hour on Friday 
And then I looked at my team and went, well, I've got the money there. Why don't I just get Walsh instead? He's going to be a forward. He's probably going to average five, 10 points more per game. Crazy. Well, now they're averaging the exact same and I paid a 50K extra for a guy that's probably not even going to get forward status. But thanks very much, mate. Thanks. That was really good. And the thing with Butters as well, he missed the goal to put them in front. So where Rosie got the big big spike, Butters could have gone the double ton. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, So look, I, can you bring him in? Can, is that someone you can get from Clary? <sighs> I, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't put it against Butters to absolutely break the mold and just break out and, and average 120 for the rest of the season. Like, sure. He's currently, I think he's averaging over that since he's because five round average is like 130 or something, isn't it? Or something stupid. Yeah. My like, worry, my worry is like, yeah, okay, he had those 90 scores because. They do still rotate that midfield around. Like we know, Butters is more the the gun in there, but they've still got Wines, Horn Francis, Rosie, Drew. Drew. Um, so there is the potential where Butters can go spend time forward. And um, Boke, of course, but he's and Boke is what like yeah. So they they have so many options, and it depends on their matchup. So I still think Butters is the starting mid, but we've seen when they've needed to win games in the last quarter, Horn Francis usually gets a bit more of a spike in there. Um, you know they'll they'll try to change things up depending on on their different matchups. So I get worried that I think at some point in his career, and it could be as early as next year, where Butters might be a must-own midfielder. Like he'll be one of the guys no one will jump on because he'll he'll lose forward status. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, we're not picking him up at 600K and he's just going to become the next Jet. But I still think at the moment, do they still continue to play around with their their percentages in there? yeah, I still yeah, I'm with you, Chris. I think he's still good enough. Maybe to go 110 wouldn't surprise me if he went 120. But oh, I yeah, think 110 is absolutely guaranteed yeah, from here on out. Yeah, I just, but there's like, just in terms of what he can average yeah, between now right. and the end of the season. But it's just the option. Can he go there. 120? Yeah. And do I want to bring him at 110 at 620 when Lockie Neal's 60k cheaper? Who's gonna do the same thing? It's yeah, there's there's options there it's, who are cheaper that like more. Yeah, you're paying him for upside. Record. You're yeah. paying. You're only doing paying six twenty is if you think he's going one twenty for the rest of the season. Yeah, and there's that's guys the that are reason. proven who have done it before who are cheaper at the moment. So that's where I look at them and go, well, I'm he's nine percent. Nine percent. Yeah, no, the only other the other consideration is if you're playing for league wins or particularly cash leagues or for the community out there doing that. Then yeah, hell of like point of difference. I'd be going He's, for sure, like looking I think for it was high ceiling like plays. Thirteen percent overall, but like one nine percent in the one in the top one percent, right? No, no, nine percent overall. Is he based on this week? Yeah, right. it says owned yeah, in six, sixteen thousand teams. Oh, okay. Um, well, Sorry, the other I was one posting out the uh, Gold Coast Suns. I even read the article just there. Literally gave nothing about Took like at all, and they haven't done it in a month. So I was like, right. So I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna post here on behalf of my man Chris and said. Yeah, because uh, draft doctors are on there and a few other people saying, like, well, you, what the hell's going on with Took? Mm-hmm. And I said, listen to the people. said, update not available till after surgery, but literally ghosting your whole community fan base based on your captain injury update because he is their captain, right? Like, as in, yep. So yeah. that's even more harsh because you ever – and I love seeing Took. I like watching the Suns to watch Took. And it's not even about Supercoach per se. It's just going, hey, I actually like watching Took play. Uh, so I said, after you're not being forthcoming with the wits back injury, I said, you're shafting your fans. Yeah. Good day. Yep. Your your very so little fans. Like You're gonna have less fans yeah. than North well, Melbourne it is. if it's you don't. It's frustrating because out. how do you not release any information about 
be captain. It's it's the it's so weird. Like and we're not that talking about Melbourne. okay, it's the week of or week maybe the week after, and they're still trying to find stuff. Out. What are we talking now? Three weeks, like three to four. We haven't heard anything. In anything. Ages. It's it's so weird because it's Gold Coast. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, but they've still got fat. This is isn't um, part of it. Shouldn't they be the most open, transparent team in the league? Because they're trying to bring fans in, they're trying to, you know, build their supporter base, and by doing that, is trying to bring, fan, you know, have that openness with your club. It's it makes G- no sense GWS, to me in the world. GWS um, were very much pushing the social media aspect and have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why they've been uh, a little bit popular, but they, it hasn't bled into the footy department. Yeah. So I, I understand what, why why that's the case. Um, the other thing I'll say in terms of cheaper um, bring-ins, so Jack Steele obviously had a 135, killed me again, didn't bring him in because, you know, I was uh, sceptical about that shoulder. Touch and go, yeah. Um, uh, knee, knee. Yes, yeah, well, still sceptical about the shoulder, shoulder. collarbone. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, then he goes 135. So I think Ridiculous. that you can, yeah, you can confidently <laughs> bring even, him in. There was a lot of talk about he wasn't even going to play. Yeah. 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 And oh, unreal. See how I try to one Friday. is um. The other one who I looked at last week but didn't end up bringing in was Chad Warner. So 137 this week. Um, he's on a th- you know, three-round average of 113 now. The thing with Warner is that his role is still sort of all up in the air based on week to week. Now, Mills out does slightly help that, but Mills wasn't playing a lot of midfield anyway. So it's not like he has – I think Warner's been the number one mid regardless, uh, but maybe behind Parker. Um, so to me – Bringing him in off the back of that score, going, oh, his role's going to get better. I'm not sure that's true. Yep. So the other ones for me, it's it's Sicily, um, yep. which is really hard for me to ignore because the back-to-back 134s doesn't matter who he plays. Um, yeah. So at it is price 550, getting a guy who could be top three defender. What's his um, two round average, Chris? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. 134. Um, What's Day's two-round average, Chris? Yeah. Day's literally out of my team as we speak. Day's actually staying and maybe until he's by. Pay him out early, call it even. um, So so I like him. I'm I'm a big fan of Ollie Wines at 443. they've, They've been purposely building him. A little bit more CBAs and time on ground every week. This was about getting him right for the second half of the year. And it sees it in his scores, 70, 89, 93, 110. But the build is on here. And um, you guys question <laughs> me saying it's not not yet too soon. Haven't seen enough. I think JP as well. No, it was, it, no I was Last all on week. it. I just said it, it was a little too soon. You've got to wait nah. for a couple more weeks. Nah, to, then his price goes up. Too late, No, but his price sun. wasn't too going late. up. A, now his price is there for the picking, mate. Four forty three, yeah, like it's it's perfect. Now it is. As in the the thing that sold me before that seventy nine percent time on ground, huge, and the most CBAs for Port. So yeah. that was kind of at least the, the go to factor. I did bring him in the community league, so that yeah. was a nice little shake. Those they've got playing Richmond, the Hawthorne coming up next couple of weeks. It's he's the one that like if I was to trade Clary, it's who do I get and then like Clary down to a premium and then look at putting Simpson up to Wines. Because I think yeah, and we've we've seen Wines has done this in the past. Like he just goes on runs where you know even last year there was that period of six weeks where everything was over you know 140. He had a couple 150s in there, so he's one that really does tempt me. And we've talked about it, Bailey Dell from the Bulldogs now with JJ out for ten weeks. 
um, if you wanted a, a defender who was in the 400s. Um, and after they play this week, they've got five games in a row at Marvel. Dale um, or Ridley, if you had to choose one. Similarly oh, priced, aren't they? No, like Bailey. One. Bailey Dale, easy. Yep. Chris? Uh, Bailey Dale or who? Sorry, or Ridley. Ridley. Bailey Dale. Yeah, it's not by, even close. By, by a mile. Because by a mile. Right. Dude, Ridley, that back line at Essendon, he, he's the first one that regardless of what happens, they just throw him to a tool. I'm, exactly. I, I can't. I can't yeah. do it anymore. He will no longer be in my side ever. Yeah, in Super that, Coach. He's it. done. Where, where Bailey, it's the case of like JJ was actually scoring some good points. You take him out for ten weeks, so he, he's not playing until he may be back, like the very end of the season. So the the guy that's the only guy there that's really taking points off him is out. Um, and, and oh, Marvel, Richards. Richard Cones plays a bit different because he can get up on that wing. That he's not he's not stealing points off they the, just the way they play it. Um, but JJ actually does take points off Bailey Dell, and we saw it on the weekend where I think Bailey was about forty five at halftime and goes and has a hundred point second half once JJ goes off, and and he loves Marvel. But these and that's why McRae is also somebody that I don't mind because. And Bailey Smith's that other one because they, they play so well at Marvel and on their run home, like we've talked about, they've got, I think, was it Richmond, Hawthorne? Um, there was another low team, GWS at Mars, which they just dominate at. Um, like, I think four of their five weeks leading in, like, uh, well, Supercoach finals take out their last round, but the three weeks before that, they have absolute games that they're going to tell. Like, absolutely smash their opposition. So, um, uh, it's just the only problem is that buy again. But if I can manage it and get away with it, where I can bring in guys next week and the week after, I'm kind of tempted. Now, what if you already own Ridley? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what round did you jump hold, off? Mate. I what jumped round? off. I went, I think, round three to Dacos. Oh, I wish I did that. Yeah. I could have done that. I was like, oh, no, man. I'll get, I'll get tricky with it. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get I rid of, I'll get rid of Wits and I'll bring in Cameron. I, that's the only difference. I've all talking off air before with Ben and I. And it was just saying the only real difference between mine and your ranking is I've jumped off these players like way earlier than you. Yeah, that's and, my fault. Last yeah. uh, even even this year I was like, and oh, this I'm was not Chris gonna hold, and I last year. I'm not going to hold Whitfield. Remember, Chris, I was like, I'm not Chris hold and Whitfield. I were early on the jumping off Grundy to Cameron and jumping on Himmelberg and jumping on these sort of players that yeah, well, and we we said it pro season. It's so important trades. You've got to back yourself and jump on these guys as well. And I would have loved to jump like. One of the biggest decisions was Cornelio versus Butters at the time. And I was sort of debating at the time and went Cornelio. Now, that could still work out all right with Kelly out. And hopefully Cornelio has a couple of big games coming up. But, yeah, there's there's momentum. A couple of people told me they jumped on Darcy Moore three or four weeks ago. Like, fantastic. Oh, because sorry, he is just on an absolute heater. So, yeah, jumping on these guys um, at the right time is just crucial. And Chris, well you got to come over. You like have right to come now? over. Remember, remember the Cardo round sixteen. Can no, no, you hold remember on? that Cardo fourteen that I opened. It was like the two hundred dollar bottle. This yeah. is the Cardo sixteen, so aged for two more years. Like ridiculous. And then I just bought the Milk and Honey Israeli Whiskey of the Year winner. Put that on the shelf. Like nice. I need so, to finish some bottles so that way it looks like it's balanced. So hmm. when am I coming over? Oh, <laughs> round, round there's, there's, there's not that many calories in straight liquor. <laughs> There's not. No, it's it's uh, seventy cals, seventy cals per shot. The Talisker one though, and I'm I'm not normally a big smoky kind of PD person, but that is smooth and absolutely delicious. Followed by the Cardu is probably 
uh, like it's literally if you kind of give it a bit of a swirl, it's like sex with legs. Like it's got it's got legs, it's got depth, it's got it's welcome literally, to whiskey you wanna, and cider, mate. It literally, <laughs> like bend over, bend over, put your nose in it. Right. <laughs> this, is, this went dark. Um, so one more one more shout for a uh, a trade in that I just want to mention. Obviously, Darcy Cameron. So didn't have the greatest score with the sixty one, but the ruck uh, split was sixty forty Cameron's way. Um, so look, I don't think he played all that great. It just looked it looked like a game that he was coming back from. There were moments in the game where he dominated and really impacted the contest. And there were moments where you could tell he was gassed. Yeah, he's just trying to find his legs. This week they have his his break even shot up to one thirty five. This week they have North. Now, Goldie's obviously the you know the number one ruck there. I don't know if he's going to be good enough in the tap work to really score amazingly this week. But if he gets a little bit more of a bump on the um, on the ruck time, that goes back up to seventy, which is what he was had before. Um, when Mason Cox was forward and they want to, uh, the one thing with this game last week is he only took one mark for the game. Mm. That's not like Darcy Cameron. He's usually taking a lot more marks around the ground. He had nine disposals. So if he's not generally a really high volume tap Ruckman anyway, he gets his points from, you know, disposals and, and marks and, and contest. So I think that he could be a shout this week. He's still at a good price. You could also wait a week because he has West Coast the week after, but you got to be careful of the guys that you have for that buy. So just all considerations there. If you're going Clary down, you go Clary all the way down to say, Darcy Cameron, 170K yeah, and bring in another yeah, yeah. premium. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely options there, that's for sure. Yep. Interesting. I'm trying to look at his break even for this one. So he went up a smidge. But with it's that 135. low score, one thirty-five, mate. Oh wow. Okay, sorry. My apologies. I'm yep. I'm on a high over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely, are. definitely wait a week on that one. That'd be great. I like that low score though, because he made his break even just, but then a little bit of a price. I love drop another. As well, so. I would love them to oh, like, another put him on ice early this week. Again, yeah, they're killing like, North. Yeah. Give him a rest. You've Give had your two rest. runs in, yeah, and then pick oh. him up after they've because they know you've got the second last buy, don't they? Yes. Wouldn't he be great in round fifteen at four fifty? I'm I'm hoping to not be. I'm hoping to be full premium by round four. Yeah, I am so. too. But I wouldn't mind like if it's that D F seven or whatever. You know that. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I can somehow, and that's Drops where thirty k or something. The and appeal then goes, for yep. me maybe is wines because it gives me that option where it gives me some more cash. And can I get a wines F F eight? I mean M eight into an M nine. Yeah, you know, sort of situation like that. Um, and I think, yeah, because I like loophole and those sort of guys on the run home. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm busy this weekend, Chris. I thought I'd have a look at next weekend thinking, hey, well, I was like, oh, Lions have got the buys, but that's okay. Pies are playing. I had a look and they're playing West Coast, as you just said. I was like, right, so maybe Friday night next week, Dees and yeah. Carlton, I, we could demo. We could all sit around and watch them get flogged. Could come be a nice Melbourne, little Come ship. to our meet and greet. Uh, speaking of Melbourne, so I'm looking at coming down there next year in the first oh, month wow, of footy. Okay. Oh, yes, wow. Sweet, okay. I'll book it okay. in now. Yes. I'll just lock oh, it in. Like a little, a little, a little bunch party. I'm, party. I'm talking Melbourne. about in six weeks. Oh, I'll just come back up to Queensland again and see the boys. But Oh, yeah, come and do that, mate. I'm, I've got bloody two kids. I've got a house. Come on. Calm down. I, I, took, I took Noah Bucks to Melbourne. Party. He was six weeks little, old, mate. No excuse. Yeah, he did. Chris a, and I hung out. 
Yeah, we did. Hey, yeah. I've seen your kid hanging out shirtless at a pub when he was that's like right. six weeks old. Well, that's why. That's how we roll. That's my boy. You should be that's ashamed of yourself. I haven't been to Melbourne enough, and I put a tweet out. I'm looking at a bucks, like a little bit of a Melbourne bucks party shindig. Ooh. Might even be able to, like, is in a football. I want to do a football okay, weekend. Now, I want to do a football weekend. All right. yeah, now we, now right. we might be able to in the, the first groomsman month. needs to be involved in this conversation. I respect. Yeah, that. like as in <laughs> the I love first the listeners month. are involved in this. Right yeah, now. they this are because as in I want to actually include people because if we're doing a, a weekend of footy, I'm like, hey, come and like hang out with us, right? Buy this guy a drink because I'm cheap, and then like enjoy. That sounds good. Sounds good because yeah, the weekend what, of the footy. It's the sixth to the fourth, right? Is that before or after Magic Round? Ah, uh, before. before. So it'll be the first uh, month of the AFL season. So it won't be Magic sick. Round. But uh, no, I want to go to Melbourne. I want to go to Melbourne. Yeah, okay. Okay. No, that's good. All right. The home of footy. Tell me the date. I'll make some plans. Well, we need to, the fixture. Once the fixture is released in that first month of footy before, so what am I getting married? April 6th. So we need a weekend of footy and I want to go and watch literally a weekend of football down and, in Melbourne. Okay. So this is a great actual conversation for the podcast. If you guys are still hanging around for this conversation, which has absolutely nothing to do with Supercoach, yeah. no. and you're from Melbourne, yeah. suggest some things in the comments that we could do for a Bucks do in Melbourne. Boom. Yeah, open up. Get the community yeah. going. And we'll get right? the community yeah. involved because yeah. all of the all of my mates from here aren't going to really fly down just for that, right? See, my mates, I, I they, they came flying with me because yeah, I've but, got real mates. If I, if, if I, <laughs> no, if I'm cheap, I'm not expecting people to pay a couple thousand bucks just to come for a night like a weekend what? out, right? <laughs> It's, actually, I've got. I think I've got a buck shirt. Please. I do have I'm my buck shirt on at the moment. <laughs> so, not only that, but <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it reminds me of says, that's my boy. Says, so we spent three days in Sydney and seven days in New Zealand because Jesus my Christ. mates know how to party for a bucks. That sounds like a lot of money. I don't. I don't need to be all I can be. I mean, when I look down, I'm already all I can be. But that reminds me of that's my boy. He turns around, he's like Z plane. He got like a tattoo when he was a kid, and it's like stretched, like the new kids on the block. It's all warped. Well, one of my back. mates did this. It's like you know, it's like a music tour shirt. There's all the cities that we we're touring around to. Right. Um, so Swizz used to be a groupie is pretty much what he's saying with that it's shirt. It's actually a Taylor Swift shirt. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put a Richmond logo on it. I put my face on a shirt and <laughs> we came to an arrangement. All yeah, right. right. We should probably knock it off. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I think we've pretty much covered uh, it. I've already mentioned week. it before, but, yeah, so the plan is Sunday week, me and the Centre Bounce boys are getting together. Um, we'll have more details on Twitter for that. So that will be a bit of a come and join us at a, a pub near Docklands and maybe even some footy. I think Sounds we should good, do more with the community. I mean, no one really – if you're in Brisbane, let us know because huh. I'd be keen to go to like German club or something before that or even the Piney. Chris, come to a bloody game that's not Collingwood up here. But I don't think we socialise enough. And um, we're not like Swiss, obviously, recognisable down in Victoria. We are up in the southern state. But uh, if I do get out into Victoria, I'd be super keen to actually mingle and um, say hey to some of the community. So let us know if you'd be interested in that or just say, oh, Ben, keep your – Keep your was it? What did the guy say yesterday? Stick to your super coach lane. Yeah, don't talk stick about to your lane. Oh don't talk about coaching it's, or commentary. Actually, I'm going to call out this guy. Shut up and dribble, right? <laughs> I've, ne- I've never actually blocked. I don't think I've even really blocked anyone I ever because I just people. don't care. But I was like, I this guy. I've I was been literally blocked. Terry Wallace. Yeah, I don't, I'm not day. into that. I'm not into I'm, blocking. I'm proud of that one. And he's, what was his name? Like douchebag something. And I said, oh yeah, good job. Just keep being a douchebag. Uh, his name is Scumbag Scallywag. Um, looks like it's a Johnny Depp wannabe. Anyway, 
Come back, Scallywag. That's it. That's it. Oh, uh, it for Super Catch Insider. Thank you for Chris for coming uh, in halfway, almost like a threesome where he just Actually, opens yes. the door and goes, hey, how about it? Halfway through our proceedings. But we do appreciate your input as always. Swizz, thank you for getting on nice and early. And that's it from us. We'll talk to you soon. Let us know if you've enjoyed one and a half hours. It's a big week of footy, and we'll talk to you next time. That's it from us. Bye. Cheers, mate. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.